Welcome to Miscellaneous, where we discuss everything Disney, from the parks to the movies and everything in between, with a special Disney recipe every week. This week we're talking about Monsieur Paul, and on to the news. Disney's Animal Kingdom will be hosting a couple of new experiences based on the upcoming movie Raya and the Last Dragon. Or is it Raya? I don't know. I've heard it said both ways, I want to say. So, February 22nd, at the Animation Experience and Conservation Station, you'll be able to learn to draw new characters from Raya and the Last Dragon. At the Discovery Island stage, artists will be working with, on a 40-ton sand sculpture celebrating the new film. The, de- the display will feature Raya, 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 or Raya, Tuk Tuk, Bizu, The Last Dragon, and Anji. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing any of this right. All set in the fantasy world of Kumandra. It takes a team of two talented artists over 24 hours to build and carve the display made entirely from sand. And you will have the opportunity to watch the artisans work February 19th through the 21st. Carving will remain on display at the Animal Kingdom for a limited time through the end of March. And it looks like we have some bad news if you do not like the Walt Disney World Park reservation system. Park Pass has officially been extended into 2023. So I have a question. Is it easy to make these reservations online? As long as you have a park ticket... And you have a stay, yes. There's been issues in the past when it came to having an annual pass and getting a reservation. What if and you're not you... staying on property? Yeah, as long as you have a park ticket. But it's not guaranteed. Well, nothing is guaranteed until you have the reservation. And there's nothing saying that they're going to... And what, is it not guaranteed for, like, say I go, like, a week? So seven days in a row, I could or could not... And... But depending on how, how you're booking and what if it's a very high traffic day or high volume day, like, for example, the 50th at Magic Kingdom is currently blacked out for everyone. Yeah, I know so, that. Yeah. So how it goes, I want to say it's if you're staying on property and have a park ticket, you get first choice. Then I want to say guests with just regular park tickets. And then it's annual passes. Can't swear to that for sure, but that's what I think I know. And then employees and their Yeah. Group. But, I mean, if there's a date that you really want to get, get your tickets and then try to book, is my opinion. So you have to buy your tickets first before making reservations. Yes. And they have to be linked to your MDE account. Okay. So you can make reservations. Yeah. Okay. Also, on to some Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover news. It's still delayed. And we're now looking to the earliest around April 3rd, 2021. So this refurbishment's going on forever, I feel like. Well, I think it's because they, it kept breaking down, like, right before they shut it down, it kept breaking down. Mm-hmm. So they probably had a lot of work to do for this thing. Big River Grill and Brewing Works has reopened on Disney's Boardwalk after a year-long closure, which hopefully that's good news that more restaurants on the Boardwalk will open soon, hopefully. Flying Fish, if you're listening. Woohoo! I hope. Visitors can now make reservations for the newest addition to the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resorts, the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve, a 14-story hotel offering an upscale and boutique environment in the middle of Walt Disney World Resort. On track to open July 2021, at this time, reservations can be made online or by phone at 1-888-236-2427 for September 1st and beyond. Rates begin at $278.00. For a queen, queen room on September 1st, adjacent to the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, the hotel will feature 349 guest rooms, 
149 spacious suites and two presidential suites, all lavishly appointed and featuring floor to ceiling windows. If you need more, if you want more information, just go on the website and look it up. There you go. <laughs> I saw a rendering of this hotel. It's all that nice to me. Kind of looks strange. Yeah, it looks weird. <laughs> so Ranger, the rhino calf, has joined the herd at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Yay! I was so excited when I saw the photos. He's so cute. The four-month-old rhino was joined by his mom, Kendi, as he explored his new surroundings. Weighing in at 600 pounds, Ranger is the first addition to the herd in five years. The animal care team is also caring for two other rhinos expected to give birth in 2021. This is especially significant as white rhinos, the world's second largest land animal, are endangered and near-threatened status. Yeah, he's pretty cute. He's very cute. And if you watch the um, behind-the-scenes Animal Kingdom show on Disney+, Plus, they actually show when Kendi got pregnant. It's pretty cool. And then now he gave, she gave birth and baby rhinos. Yay, baby rhinos. Hollywood and Vine over at Disney Hollywood Studios is reserving its breakfast on March 22nd. The favorite Disney Junior's characters will be back for the play and dine for distance photos. And an a la carte menu, it includes all you can care enjoy pancakes made with your signature house batter, French toast stuffed with hazel chocolate hazelnut spread. That sounds good. Ooh, French toast with Nutella is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Toasted open-faced salmon bagel, four egg scramble, four egg cheese omelet, and a plant-based egg frittata. And reservations will open for this on February 26th. And information on this literally just came out a couple hours ago. California Adventures having a new limited capacity ticketed experience coming beginning beginning March 18th. A selection of iconic food and beverage items from both Disneyland and California Adventure will be available to enjoy from churros to world famous Dole Whip the, to the classic Monte Crisco. That's usually the found. Monte what? Chris, oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to eat a Crisco sandwich. That's going to be gross. But you want a Monte Crisco? <laughs> Oops. So you can get your classic Monte Cristo that's usually found in Disneyland. Many items will be snack size, so they'll be a lot smaller than you're used to. And some of the locations that you'll be able to find these snacks at are including Smoke Jumpers Grill, Adorable Snowman Frosted Treats, Award Wieners, Cochina. Cucamanga, to name a few, and six seasonal and creatively themed marketplaces. Keep an eye out on the Disney Park blogs. They're going to have a whole foodie guide on what's going to be included. And some of the shops that will be open will be along Buena Vista Street or head over to Bing Bong Sweet Treats, Sweet Stuff, over at Pixar Pier. And here's what you need to know basically for the event. Beginning March 18th, offered Thursdays through Mondays from noon to 8 p.m., Pricing the introductory $75 tickets includes admission, parking over at the Mickey and Friends parking structure, unlimited downloads for your Disney photo pass, a $25 Touch of Disney dining card towards purchase of food. It does not include alcohol. And ticket prices are subject to change. You can start getting tickets on March 4th, so select days from March 18th to April 5th. And they're going to release tickets on a rolling basis, depending on how well it goes, I guess. And for table reservations for Lamplight and Carthay, El Fresco Dining will be made available starting March 11th. A Touch of Disney ticket is valid on same day as the table reservations. Reservations are recommended. 
and there'll be some surprise character sightings and unique photo ops and that's all the info we have so far it's gonna be madness everybody's gonna try to get into disneyland (laughs) i would try it if i lived in california i would totally try to go oh yeah and on to our main topic we're talking about montserrat paul but we wanted to talk a little bit about we just want to talk about the man behind the restaurant basically who sadly is no longer with us, but he's an actual real person. Master Chef Bocuse was a large part of defining the French cuisine around the world for more than 50 years. He was also one of a trio of French chefs alongside Roger Verger and Gaston Letonor. I'm going to butcher all the names in this <laughs> whole wait, wait, wait. episode. Gaston Lenotre? How? Lenotre. Oh, sure. (laughs) 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 Um, To open Le Chef de France in Upcat in 1982, on the quick success of Le Chef de France, a signature dining restaurant, Bistro de Paris, was created upstairs on the second floor in 1984, showcasing a gourmet French menu. And that was open until July of 2012, when it was reimagined as Monsieur, Monsieur Paul. It reopened December 11th of 2012, and as we know it today, it paid homage to Paul Bocuse's global influence of the French culinary culture. The current restaurant is led by head chef Nicolas Lemoyne, who honed his skills at one of Paul's restaurants, La La Auberge (laughs) de Pont de Colognes. Paul's legacy... (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my god. I'm pretty sure that's not colognes. <laughs> How do you say it, Tim? Cologne? I do that when I don't know. <laughs> Is that that's not how you spell cologne? No, it's not. Colonges? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably just colognes. Yeah, I don't Colonges. know. But I'm not I don't know for sure. I don't know. So how would you say Le Arbrugie de Pont de Colonges? Yeah. Paul's legacy continues with this restaurant as his son Jerome owns the company behind Monsieur Paul. The menu currently offers guests a choice of dining a la carte, two different prefix menus, a four-course prestige menu, or a seven-course tasting menu. Regardless of what direction you choose, you will be treated classic gourmet French cuisine. Paul Bocuse made many contributions to French gastronomy, which gastronomy is a compound word that derives from the ancient Greek. It is a study of the relationship between food and culture, the art of preparing and serving rich or delicate and appetizing food, the cooking styles of particular regions, and the science of good eating. He had many numerous students, many of whom have become notable chefs themselves. One of his students was Austrian Eckhart Witzigmann. One of four chefs of the century and chef at the first German restaurant to receive three Michelin stars. Since 1987, the Bocuse d'Or has been regarded as the most prestigious award for chefs in the world, at least when French food is considered, and is sometimes seen as the unofficial world championship for chefs. Bocuse received numerous awards throughout his career, including the Medal of Commandeur de la Légion d'Honneur. I don't even know how to say that one. It's some kind of honor award. He used to prepare food along with the top chefs for the maiden flight of the Concorde airliner in 1969. That's pretty cool. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> the Culinary Institute of America honored Bocuse in their Leadership Awards Gala on the 30th of March, 2011. He received Chef of the Century Award in July 
in July 2012, the Culinary Institute of America announced in the New York Times that they would change the name of the Escofia restaurant to the Boscous restaurant after a year-long renovation. In 1975, he created Soup aux Truffles, which is truffle soup, for the presidential dinner at the Elise Palace. Since then, the soup has been served in Boscous restaurant near Lyon as Soup VGE, BGE being the initials of former president of France. They are <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a hot mess. Valerie, Valerie Giscard d'Estaing? Or is the apostrophe you just read as de, like d'Estaing? D'Estaing. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Leon, not Lion. Whatever. <laughs> I would have I said Lion, too. <laughs> and for his restaurants, Bocuse's main restaurant, La Auberge des Ponts des Colones. <laughs> now he's rolling in his grave. Colones. It's Spanish. <laughs> and it's a luxury establishment near Lyon. Lyon? What did you say it was? <laughs> <laughs> Literally just after correcting me. <laughs> Which has been serving a traditional menu for decades. It was one of the only 27 restaurants in France to receive a three-star rating in 2017 by the Michelin Guide. However, it lost its record-breaking 55-year-long three-star rating in the 2020 Michelin Guide, sparking controversy in the French culinary world. He also operated a chain of brasseries. Br brasseries? In La... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> in Lyon. Yeah, the pastry shops. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Named Le Nord, L'Est, Le Sud, and L'Aust, each of which specializes in a different aspect of French cuisine. Bocuse Do you was... know what that means? you know mm -hmm. what those are? Let us know, because I don't. <laughs> North, East, South, and West. Oh. Mm -hmm. See, I wanted to take French in high school, but my mom made me take Spanish. <laughs> it both sucks so well. It just, like, it just, your command of the Spanish language is so impressive. So I, I, I can see why she, she made you do that. I might have had to retake Spanish one twice. <laughs> is that why you hate Spanish food now? No. I like some of it. I like quesadillas. <laughs> Bocuse was considered an ambassador of the modern French cuisine. He was honored in 1961 with the title of Melior Oué de France. He has been apprenticed to Ferdinand Point, a masterclass French cuisine. Bocuse dedicated his first book to him. With Gaston Lenotre and Roger Verger, he developed Le Chef de France restaurant, which is now operated by his son, Jerome. A graduate of the Culinary Institute of America, it serves 2,000 meals a day and generates about $30 million a year. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's just Chefs de France. That's not even Monsieur Paul. That's, Monsieur oh, I can only place. imagine how much they make. <laughs> so signature dishes, he stuffed sea bass with lobster mousse and encased it in, a, in pastry scales and fins. He poached a truffled brisk chicken inside a pig's bladder. Ooh. <laughs> His most famous dish was truffle soup VGE, a heady mixture of truffles and foie gras and chicken broth baked in a single-serving bowl covered in puff paste. 
pastry. All that sounds good to me. Maybe not the thing in the pig's stomach or whatever it was. That, no. But like everything else sounded interesting. Uh, for school, um, in 2004, the Institute Paul Bocuse Worldwide Alliance was created. In 2014, the alliance brought together students of 14 nationalities for a course in Lyon. Family drama. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Mr. Bocuse revealed that for more than 30 years, he enjoyed the company of not only his wife, Raymonde, sure, the mother of his daughter, Francois Beaucheron, but also of his two mistresses, one of them to be the mother of Jerome. His wife survives him as to his two children. That's a scandal. That so is scandalous. The, the bastard son uh, <laughs> inherited the restaurants and not the daughter. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe she didn't want to be a, a chef. Yeah. Could be. He has gone on to quote, in the Daily Telegraph of London, that it would not be everyone's idea of married life, but everyone gets on. They're all happy with me and each other. And if I add up the time we spent together as couples, it comes to about 145 years. So is he like... He's a player. I wonder how that worked. Did they all live together? Did they live like in houses next to each other on the same block? I, I'm interested. Were they sister wives? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I've never watched that show, but is it was it like that? <laughs> in a Paul Boku uh, documentary to find out. Somebody get Jerome. Let's see if we can interview Jerome. Yeah, that, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, Bocuse died of Parkinson's disease on January 20th, 2018 in Colognes en Montillard in the same room above his restaurant in the same house where he was born is where he died. In which, yeah. So he died by his, in his restaurant? So that restaurant yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. Why didn't you say the restaurant name, though? I did. She's, she's butchered it enough. Oh. Okay, fair <laughs> so for some books, we have Paul Bocuse French Cooking, cooking <laughs> translated by Colette Rosant from Parthenon Books in 1977. And Because a la carte, translated again by Colette by Parthenon Books in 1987. We have... Paul Bocuse to complete recipes in 2011. Has anybody ever tried to get one of the books or? No, I have not. Yeah. I don't Fair enough. cook a lot of French food. I like French food. So let's talk about the history of the Epcot location. So formerly Bistro de Paris restaurant in Epcot, Monsieur Paul is recently refurbished and located just upstairs from Le Chef de France. It's not recently. I mean, what, 2012? I think it was. So eight years, almost nine years ago now, yeah. So, the new menu is created by Chef Nicolas Lemoyne, who previously practiced his craft at L'Auberge de Pont de Colonge, a three-star restaurant from Paul Bocuse. Here, you'll enjoy the classic dishes and techniques of French cuisine made with seasonal and local ingredients. The decor in this newly refurbished restaurant presents classic French architecture with bright colors and a touch of modern design. And if a window side table becomes available when you arrive, you'll enjoy your unique vantage of Epcot. Chef Bocuse first opened the Chefs of France at Epcot in 1982. It was the first Bocuse-affiliated restaurant in America. His son, mm -hmm. Jerome Bocuse, owns the company behind Monsieur Paul. Yeah, have you ever been up to Monsieur Paul? There's a lot of, like, deep purples and, like, teal greens. It almost looks like the Joker colors from 1989 Batman. It's very weird, but it works. It had, does, aren't the booths like velvet 
I can't remember. I don't I've only remember been there once. being booths. They, well, had, we... they had some booths, but it was mostly tables. But on the ends, I think they had some booths for like they, larger parties. For larger parties, I think you're right. But I didn't really look. There were people sitting in the booths when we were there, so I couldn't yeah. tell you. It's a lot of mostly two tops. Yeah. And if you don't know, this restaurant is only open for dinner, and it has a semi-dress code. Like, no ripped jeans, no tank tops, supposedly. All right, Tim. Don't make fun of you. Don't make fun of you, yeah. In French. Yeah. You ever tell you that story? I think so. Where, yeah, where you could understand the yeah, hostess. Yeah, uh, two, <laughs> uh, two hostess were making fun of this couple. This uh, Well, not a couple. It's a dad and his son that wanted to use the bathroom. And they made fun of him as he went to go use the bathroom. And was sitting here waiting for our reservation. They didn't know I could, I could understand her. <laughs> and if you don't know, when at least when I went the last time, they brought over a couple bread baskets with all these different kind of French breads. And you got to pick which ones you wanted to and try. And different salts. They always have the different salts, to The black yes. sea salt, butter. And the whipped butter. Oh. Yeah, oh, the butter is amazing. <laughs> I want to take all that butter home with me. And they have really good French martinis there. That's what I had when I went. I think Marsh had a wine flight. They have an extensive wine and champagne menu there. <clears throat> of course. I really enjoyed it every time we went. It's it's such good food. It's one of my favorite places to eat. Unfortunately, it's still not open at this time, from what I understand. Yeah, when we went, I had the... Um, it was Vichyssoise, I think. I had some soup. It wasn't Chim's carrot soup. I asked for it, and the guy was like, what? <laughs> I, I, I that hasn't been on the menu in a long time, but I'm hoping it comes back because it is an amazing soup. Yeah, and Marsh had the famous, they have like a really popular salmon appetizer there. That's what he had. I think I had that. I think we had this discussion now. But I, I enjoy I, every meal that we've had there, we've truly enjoyed. Yeah, the steak there is so freaking good. Don't go to Le Cilier, go to Montsiac. <laughs> I hope I never have to say Monsieur Paul ever. <laughs> a lot of people are turned off by it because they think French food is stuffy and they're not going to find anything to eat. But I mean, there's a lot. Most of it is is either duck or chicken dishes or steak and potatoes. I mean, there's something for everybody up there, and it's, I'm one of the biggest people I know, and I love that place. Me too. I regretted not getting dessert there. On the flip oh, side, the atmosphere is so good. I went downstairs to get one of those brioche ice cream things at the uh -oh. place downstairs, and I'm like, "This is bread with ice cream in the middle. This is gross," and I threw it away. It was not good. <laughs> Should have got the package of macarons. Those are just a Mar better dessert. Marsh got some macarons. Oh, the giant one. Yeah, he got a really big one. Yeah. Yeah, the big macaron is really good. On the flip side of what Tim was saying. Um, if you want to be adventurous, though, this is one of the best places to do it. I mean, I, I had fun with the menu. Every time I ate there, I tried something different. I can't say I had the exact same thing twice. So you say they have duck? They had, yeah. I had duck there. I didn't have duck the last time I was there, but I've had it since then, so I might try it here. <laughs> that would Says cool. the girl who ate a four gras hot dog. I didn't eat most of it. <laughs> <laughs> If you remember. <laughs> I do, but I remember you at least ordered it. I'm like, I don't know if she knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> yeah, they got roasted duck marmite. What? 
With honey, savory, severin, figs, daikon puree. And they have his famous truffle soup here as well. Mm-hmm. And we're eating at Chef Stoffons on our next trip. I've, I've heard it's very loud in there. My friend had to leave halfway through her dinner because it was too loud for her. I don't see the soup on the menu. It's, what menu are we it's towards about? the top. I th- it's seasonal, though, so it depends on which menu you're pulling from. The truffle soup it's... is always there. I remember it being there the last time I went. It was when we went, but I chose the other soup. Because I think I would have tried. I don't know if I would have tried it. I didn't realize that was his signature dish. Maybe I would have tried it. I want to say it's a very seasonal menu, though. So sometimes things that are not in season are not going to be on the menu. Yeah. Just like the uh, carrot soup was always seasonal. We'd always go in October, so it was always there. Yes. Then they switched it out for this vichyssoise. Yeah, that's what I had, vichyssoise. It was really good. I would get it again. You liked it, though. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't as good as the... Carrot oh, soup. that carrot soup is amazing. I was getting ready to curse. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to say? No, that's it. Just give Just, it a try. Yeah. If, when it opens, once it reopens. If, if you do any signature Just, restaurant, I would say this is one of the best at Disney World. A lot of the Epcot signature restaurants have not reopened, though. This one hasn't reopened. I don't know if Le Cellier is open or not. And I know for a fact the um, the new Japanese restaurant still hasn't reopened either. Oh, that's not open either? What it has to do with the, the majority of the people that work in these places are from the countries that... And all those visas have been pulled. Yeah, that doesn't mean... that They're just um, college program kids. That shouldn't... They all you got sent home. Get, yeah. Yeah, but you can still get regular waiters. I thought I, I read. I thought I read that, recently. That not owned by Disney. They were so. hiring just regular people in the area yeah. to work in the pavilions to staff it. That's what I heard too. But not in, in just in the regular pavilions and the regular booths and stuff, but not in like the signature restaurants. I don't know. Yeah, this is not owned by Disney, so they, they probably say who who's going to work and who's not going to work. We should we should email Mr. Bocus and ask. Um, what are you opening? When no, are you opening? His, his, Can we get an interview? I'm talking about his son, obviously. Obviously. But like even some of the signature restaurants in the hotels haven't reopened yet. So like Flying Fish has not reopened. Chico has not reopened. So Where do you I eat mean, when you go? <laughs> We're ha- it's actually a whole is Tiff- bunch of new- Is Tiffin's open? Mm, yes. Yes, Tiffin's is open. But we're not eating there. <laughs> Did I tell you? <laughs> no. Did I get- we- oh, okay. So we, find- we have made our reservation list as well. Because, we- you know, because I'm a nerd, I had to create a Google Doc. <laughs> so just give me a second. I'll hold it up. For- we have Chefs de France. We have... On one of the nights, we're just going to go through downtown Disney or Disney Springs and just walk and eat and drink. Yum. And, like, just (laughs) check out some of, like, the counter service stuff, which we never really have done. So we're kind of going to make it, like, our own little festival through Disney Springs and, like, hit the Morimoto window and maybe Chicken Guy and just all the stuff we'd, like, usually walk right by and never stop at. <laughs> I don't think Tim wants to go to Chicken Guy. <laughs> I kind of want to go to Chicken Guy, so... Go I mean, to Morimoto window and get the ribs. 
Everybody's been saying that. But yeah, I want to go to the uh, mac and cheese food food truck. The food trucks. There's a the bunch that we're going truck. to. We have a Skipper's Canteen for lunch. We have a Sanaa dinner. And then we also have Wine Bar George. So I want to go there. <laughs> so good. Love Wine Bar George. Wonder, it turned into one of our favorite restaurants. Yep. So that's the current res- reservations. We will report back after we eat our Chef de France in April and let you know how it is. <laughs> so our cast member shop of the week is Deliveries by D. And she will she is a delivery service as well as groceries to your Disney's resort. She actually has an app. And the link, there's too many things to read here. So if you look it up in our notes and on our Facebook page, you'll be able to find the link there. I And basically she states she can go grocery shopping for you as well as pick up food at restaurants for you and have it in the comfort of your home. Need something for your fur baby? She'll go to pet stores for you. She'll go to Lowe's, Home Depot, or any store to help you finish that project. Online shopping at local store but need someone to pick it up? She's your girl. She'll pick it up from Target, Kohl's, or JCPenney. She'll even drive over to Winter Garden Village for Ulta, Best Buy, and Old Navy. Delivery fees, Disney deliveries are $20. And plus tip, local deliveries are $10 plus tip. And that is what we got for the Disney store. I mean, I think it's pretty in range for what uh, most of the delivery places do charge. Yeah, she said she doesn't upcharge for the grocery to be competitive. She's like okay. pretty honest with that. Cause you know, when you order groceries online, it's always way overpriced. Well, I mean, but I like the fact that like what she'll do is like, if you load up your shopping cart and like do self, like the checkout on the shopping cart, she'll pick that up for you. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So like you can just do all your shopping and she'll pick it up, bring it home. <laughs> Sounds good. So Kate has our recipe this week. Hopefully it's something fun. So, <laughs> is it? It's Paul Bocuse's soup with truffle. Ooh. Yes, this serves four. And for the ingredients, you're going to need two tablespoons of unsalted European-style butter. You can get plugra at Target or most grocery stores. A fourth a cup finely diced carrot. A fourth a cup of finely diced celery stalks or celery root. A fourth a cup of finely diced onion. A third of cup of diced fresh cremini white or shiitake mushrooms, one tablespoon of mushroom soaking liquid, which is basically water, two dried shiitake mushrooms rehydrated in one fourth to one third cup of water, stems discarded, then thinly sliced into small pieces, one and a half to two tablespoons of truffle butter. You can also buy that most grocery stores. One eight to nine ounce sheet puff pastry rolled out to one eighth inch thick. Three to three and a half cups of chicken stock. One egg white beaten and one egg yolk beaten with one fourth teaspoon of water. You're gonna put the butter, carrot, celery, onion, mushroom, and mushroom soaking liquid in a small saucepan set over medium low heat. When heated through, lower the heat to low cooking cook stirring for about five minutes until the vegetables are soft and earthy with fragrance there should be a little liquid visible set aside to cool you'll have about two-thirds cup left refrigerate it can refrigerate up to several days to make the soup preheat the oven to 425 use 14 to 16 oven proof bowls such as ones for french onion soup or cereal bowls cut the pastry into four circles 
each about one fourth inch wider around the rim of the bowl. You may have slightly have to gently roll the pastry around a little wider. Set aside to cover and refrigerate for hours over or overnight. In each bowl, put two generous tablespoons of the vegetable mixture, some sliced mushroom, one to one and a half teaspoons of truffle butter. Divide the consomme stock or broth between the bowls. Add pinches of salt and pepper to each bowl. If the bowl rim is about one fourth inch thick, brush the egg white on it. Otherwise, paint the rim each pastry circle with the egg white. A half inch border works. Place the pastry on the soup bowl, then use your hands together to press the edges in a secure place. The pastry will naturally stretch, stretch over the rim. It will bow in the center of the bowl. It's strong stuff, so don't worry. Brush the top with your egg yolk. Place the soup bowls on a baking sheet. Bake for about 15 minutes until the tops have puffed up and richly browned. Serve hot. Tell the guests to use their spoons to forcefully break through the pastry, which falls into the soup and becomes a rich noodle of sort. Bon, bon appetit. Ah, you like it. Pierce the pastry. You got <laughs> shove that spoon really in there. I pierced the toast. I pierced the toast. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, so that's going to do it for us for this week. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us over at iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Come visit us on our Facebook page, which is the podcast name. Just search for it in Facebook. We'll show up there. Say hi to us over there as well. If you have anything you would like us to cover, any ideas or thoughts, please let us know as well on our Facebook page at Mousselinius. And that's going to do it for us for this week. We look forward to seeing you in about another two weeks. We'll talk to you all then. You all have a great night. Bye.